All right. Uh, I'm just about ready. Uh, actually, just let me grab a towel for uh, my eyes real quick. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, Dan, why are you bleeding from your eyes? Oh, because um, I just watched Firestarter 2022 this week on King Me in theaters and streaming only on Peacock May 13th. This is Firestarter 2022. King me. King me. Welcome to King Me, the official Stephen King movie podcast, as yeah. well as the official podcast of King Me mm. and the official podcast of maybe overselling how, how bad the movie is. <laughs> the it's official, pretty bad. The official but, podcast of being miscast. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Huh? The official podcast of... Never really emoting, but it's not even just because you have too many lip fillers and mm. too much Botox. It's just also your voice doesn't really modulate at all. <laughs> and uh, also, he's kind of got that froggy quality, that like Brendan Fraser froggy quality to his voice. Yeah. Oh, man. Fraser would have yeah. killed this. In, oh, in his life. Big fat whale costume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking the whale meets fire starter. What if... I thought you were... Honestly, I... I know what we're talking about, but my first thought was the whale meets Frankenstein a la Evan Costello. <laughs> I think we're on to something. Oh, my God. So, you remember they tried to revive the, like, Universal Monster yes, movies? yes. This is this is how we this do is, it. Yeah, we need a character that people can latch on to. Right. And hey, if you don't mind me saying, everyone could probably latch on to him at the same time. Very, Lot to yeah. go around. <laughs> He's the whale. Come on. He's a bit of uh, a whale. Did you did you see the whale? I saw the single frame from the whale that we all <laughs> Everybody saw. saw. Yeah. It, it, if that's what you mean by I saw the whale, I saw a picture of the whale. I saw. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I saw the trailer for the whale. I haven't. Should we? I haven't taken we, the plunge yet. What if we do a? Uh, we launch an auxiliary podcast, a, a King Me LLC production. Sure. Called whale watching. <laughs> <laughs> and we can do. Uh, maybe that's something for the Patreon. We'll do whale watching, and we could do the whale and Free Willy one, two, and three. Oh, there's and that's a, third a month, there, isn't there? Yeah, mm-hmm. there probably is. You could do that new Avatar movie. Did you see that? No, but there's whales in that. Oh, there are. They're space whales, but they're still whales. But they're in the water. They are. Okay, so they're water whales. They are water whales. Um, they can communicate, though, telepathically. Really? Yeah. How do they show that on screen? Um, In papyrus font, I believe. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so on the bottom of the screen, it's like, me want krill, me want plankton? <laughs> no, it's much more involved than that. It's, mm. how is your baby? Oh, my baby is good, et cetera, et cetera. It's That's like, not that involved. Yeah. I go on, I log on Instagram, freaking dumbest people you ever <laughs> met are saying that kind of thing. <laughs> also, some of the smartest people. Sure. Look at my baby is the, is something that they would say. Uh, um, well, uh, whale, whale, <laughs> whale, whale. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so the whale, the whale meets fire is starter. The whale meets fire starter. Yeah. Um, could light a lot of lamps. Yeah, I a just lot think of old lamps. Uh, how we got here, Brendan Fraser. I think Brendan Fraser in like two thousand and one, two ish. Remember mm-hmm. when we watched uh, Crash, the the movie about race. The movie that solved racism. The movie that's exactly yeah. best picture winner, Crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie <laughs> where uh, it takes place over two days. First day, everybody's racist. Second day, opposite day. <laughs> they wake up and they're like, "What was I doing last night?" Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, was man. I was I being racist? Did I say the N word? <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Um. Well, well, yes. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Terrence. What's that guy's name? Who's in that? Terrence. The oh, the guy uh, who's Terrence a, Howard. The yeah, yes, Terrence Howard. You did. <laughs> and that's fine. And that's fine. You and can do fine. that. You're and, allowed. The, and that's not my place to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Matt Dillon. Um, watch yourself. <laughs> yeah, Matt Dillon. Do not. That I mean, talk about good casting. If anyone's ever looked like a oh. white guy, oh who's yeah, saying the N word, it's yeah. Matt Dillon. What? What? I don't know anything about Dillon. You know, like mm. I, I've seen a you know a fair amount of Matt Dillon movies, but like I don't know what he's like in in person. You know, you never hear any stories about like, oh Matt Dillon's a really nice guy or a really bad yeah. guy. You don't hear he, anything about him. I feel he like. got a taco truck for the crew. Oh, is that what he did? He's like I a super know. nice guy like that. That would be a nice guy. That would yeah. be a nice guy. On the on the set of uh what's that fucking Lars von Trier movie is in, where he's a serial oh. killer? The house oh, of I don't Jack builds. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guess what he that house a- is made out of, Dan? Human bones. Human Just human a pile remains. of human parts is what it's made out of. Wait, really? Yeah. That that's a little that's like Lars von Trier parody. It's it goes so far into the Lars von Trier thing of like what's the most <laughs> miserable thing I could put on screen? What if Matt Dillon was a serial killer and but it's a comedy? I'm but in it's a bad mood. By Lars von Trier. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> get it? Get it? Come on. But we're not talking about Lars von Trier, are we? We're no. talking about Far Start Here. <laughs> Fire start here. Far yeah. Tartier. From 2022, directed by an old, Keith Thomas. An old friend of ours. Uh, Keith? No, no, it was Firestar 2022. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are, we are fast approaching present day here. Like, thank fucking God. Guys, by the end of this year, we will have watched all of the Stephen King adaptations. And Rob, I've said this to you off mic, but it's time to put it to the public. If we did a regular King Me every week, we could be done in half the time. (laughs) (laughs) We, this is like if, think about it this way. You and I, each of us, we are each, to put it in terms that Stephen King fans will understand. Mm-hmm. We're each of us Andy Dufresne. A couple of Andys. Yes. Mm-hmm. What it and what we're doing now is basically like sort of crawling, crawling through the through river, river of shit, shit. 
and then taking a break and being like, I'm going to roll around in this. You know, scoop some up, run it through my hair. I'll be out eventually. Yeah. No need to rush. Yeah, I um I mean, we have watched we've watched some good movies, but we watched some really bad ones recently. Yeah. I uh, miss the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I miss the 80s and the 90s. The 80s and the 90s were kind of the heyday. Um Yeah, man, I it's every, I feel like everything Stephen King related that's come out in the past like two or three years has been bad. Yeah, Gerald's game might be an exception there. Sure, Gerald's game is good. Um, When is that from? Like in not more than a couple years ago, right? Oh man, I'm going way back here. The way back machine. That's what we call him. 2017, Dan. That's a 17. Oh my god. I'm 54 for a moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about, like, what do we got here? Well, The Outsider is pretty good. That was good. Yeah, we like The Outsider. Stand, folks. no good. Yeah, I don't know. Lisey's story. Fine. Fine. Could have been much shorter. Yeah. But we went on our own bull over there, didn't we? Uh, yeah. Uh, booyah. Bull fucking hunt. moon. 2022, the year of the fire starter. Mm. Let's uh, let's remember the year that was 2022. Let's set the table. Uh, okay. <laughs> Vietnam was. <laughs> Vietnam was a country. <laughs> Still a country. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Uh. I don't know this. So, okay. We watched this movie when it came out, right? We did a, a mini episode that I think is about 45 minutes. Not so mini, but compared to everything else we do mini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, by our, we're, we're a bit of like a, a podcast whale. <laughs> we're yeah. b- bloated tears in our eyes. Yep. Pouring. It does seem like poor ranch dressing on everything in that movie at one of point. Of course he does. I have no yeah. idea. I know he, he jacks off to gay porno. I know he his daughter wrote an essay that he keeps uh, wanting people to read. Um, this is all I know about the whale. Hmm. Darren Aronofsky, com- he's another guy. Uh, I don't know. I think, that. is he a clown? He seems like a clown. Aronofsky? Yeah. Because he did uh, Mother, right? The Mother! Mother! If it were an adaptation of the Danzig song Mother, that'd be... That would be yeah. I'd, I'd like that movie. Right. But it's not. It's something much more annoying. Right. That might be the most annoyed I've ever been in a movie theater. Oh, it I, was like... I haven't seen Mother. Is it that bad? Dude, it is so... Up its own ass. So incredibly self-important. It's like, have you ever been in like... Okay. Okay. You you can actually... Film school graduate, Rob Avon. Yeah, yeah. You know when like you... So for me, it was like creative writing classes. Sure. For you, probably screenwriting classes. I'm sure you had a kid in your class who like thought he was going to change the world with his student film script. Yes. Maybe you were that kid. Mm, 
I think no, I always, you were you were doing cool shit. Yeah, I I wasn't doing cool shit, but I was. Uh, I certainly didn't think I was going to change anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what that movie is. It's like, oh. like mm, all the signifiers of things that mean a lot that are like dense with meaning. Yeah, but it all just feels so fucking. Ugh. Should I watch it? Yeah. Okay. Maybe we should do a series on the Patreon called Mother Boys, where we watch <laughs> that and uh, Psycho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that and Psycho. Uh, Firestarter 2022. Starring sure. Zach Efron. Fire starring Zach Efron. <laughs> uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong. Sydney Lemon, Michael Gray Eyes, uh, Gloria Rubin, Kurtwood Smith. What? I would let's be real. Yeah. Featuring Kurtwood Smith. Featuring Kurtwood Smith. Featuring John Beasley. Um Yeah, I think I mean that's base. That's yeah, everyone else guys. is everyone else gets very little run. Yeah. Um Kurtwood Smith. Yes. So I remember we probably said this at the time too, but mm-hmm. what a criminal underuse of yeah. of Kurtwood S. You know, so I don't know. This is a thing that kind of like bums me out. Is that like younger filmmakers or whatever? Like they're trying to recapture some something from the eighties, right? Like that sort of you know. Uh, feeling or whatever um and then and they'll cast like a a you know character actor or something from the 80s right mm-hmm. a kurtwood smith like i know he was on that 70s show and that's where probably a lot of people know him from but baby he's from but you're RoboCop. talking about the 80s yeah yeah he is from robocop he's from fucking robocop man his i mean talk about a guy whose glasses have gotten smaller <laughs> over time that's a deep cut <laughs> For the real heads. Yeah. Uh, there's got to be one person listening to this who remembers where I tried to do, launch a segment Good to God. track yeah. Stephen, Stephen King's glasses getting smaller over time. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. I th- Yes. A, a criminal underuse of Kurtwood Smith. I think they probably had him for like two days and they're like... Listen, man, it's one location. You get to wear these pajamas and slippers. Just hang out, man. You know? Um, and, like, and good the news. lines that he's... You can keep your wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. He's delivering these lines that are, like, they're tough, man. It's, like, poorly written. And he's, like, he's trying to sell it. Um, but it's, I don't know. I think the writing in this movie is uh, pretty bad. Pretty, it's pretty, pretty dog bad. shit, pretty dog shit. And I got to give it up to Ryan Kira Armstrong for doing a great job. Like to yeah. what to be a good, to be a kid actor and like already the deck is stacked against you. Sure. You haven't acted as much. You're not yeah. as good at it. And then for the script to be this bad, I thought she did like a, a pretty solid job. I thought she was fine. She, I thought she was pretty solid. I think she was pretty fine. Yeah. She was okay. I think it's really hard to be a child actor. So I'm not like, I don't want to 
talk too much shit about this kid. Sure. <laughs> um, but you know what? Maybe though, like if the writing was better, that might've been something. I just, yeah. I think everything around her, it just sort of like falls apart. There's some really yeah. terrible lines that she has to fucking deliver. Like, Oh my God. When she has to liar, liar, re- pants on fire. liar, liar, pants on fire. And the way they treat that, like it's bringing the house down. And it's so, the other thing is like, it's so incongruous with the rest of the movie, which is not yeah. at all trying to be like a fun genre movie. Right. It's, it's as sort of like muted and sullen as like every fucking movie that comes out. <laughs> yep. 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 Damn shame. And me, and that's what makes the Kurtwood Smith thing, especially frustrating is he is fr- from a seated position, just yeah. chewing as much scenery as he can get his hands. Yeah. On. And God, <laughs> from a seated position. <laughs> yes. He doesn't get up. No. And he's just like, what can I reach? Whatever I can reach, I'm going to chew. <laughs> you know, it, you're right, though. Like, he fucking, he comes out and it's Kurtwood Smith chewing scenery, which is like what you want. You want mm-hmm. him, like, sort of cranked up in that RoboCop sort of territory. Yeah. And, yeah, everybody else is just sort of like, fucking Zac Efron. What it was he on fucking Xanax the entire time? Jesus Seriously, Christ! It's it's great. Yeah, it, full K hole situation, <laughs> right? And like and I don't know, like I 10 like or fifteen the- years when he gets sober, he's gonna be like, yeah, I I don't even remember making that movie. <laughs> be one of those guys. Um, I uh, feel like yeah, you know what? He was probably he was cutting if he'd been bulking for this shoot. Sure, forget it. Um, that's the thing. Yeah. Chubby Zac Efron. Yeah. High energy. Great performance. He's got a surplus of calories to burn on, (laughs) on acting. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking cut Zac Efron. Guy can't even think straight. No, he can't. (laughs) There's a shot in this movie where you see a PA, uh, his hand with smelling salts, like shoot, just like shoot out of frame. (laughs) Yeah. That's another thing I'll say against this movie is the editing is pretty psychotic in some spots. <laughs> yeah, it the is. whole the, the whole sequence at like the Irv Manders residence is like dude, it's so weird. It's like it's so oddly paced. It's yes. so strange. And the it's even just like nobody's ever in frame together yeah. and they're cutting around everyone and it's just it looks so bad. It look yeah, it's bad um yeah i don't know so all right let's let's get into this because i don't i really don't think all of this movie is as dog shit as everybody like says that it is (laughs) as we just said as we always have said (laughs) yes (laughs) um yeah uh hang on one second I, i fucked it up um yeah, so uh, what'd you fuck up? No, no, I was I was trying to bring up a, a page here, a web a web browser, if you will. Oh, okay. um, so uh, this movie uh, starts off uh, with a baby um, in a crib and two young parents, and uh, uh, they leave the kid in the crib, and then the mobile above above the 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 crib 
starts, uh, the planets start like bubbling a little bit and, uh, you know, they catch fire and then some teddy bears and stuffed animals over here catch fire. Oh no, we got a fire starter on our hands. (laughs) Um, why was she mad at the mobile? I, I don't know. Um, just wanted that Baba. Yeah, she wanted the Baba. Like Kurtwood says. Right? He's Give like, me that Baba. Late. Well, he's like, he's like, could, he's like, imagine raising that child. Oh, yeah. Late yeah. With the bottle. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, I forget what um, he says. So, and then Zach Efron wakes up. It's just a bad dream, but probably like a memory. Um, and he gets up, and uh, his daughter. Charlie is uh, is sitting at the the kitchen table with a Zippo lighter, uh, just flinking it off and on. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then you know they they sit down, they have a conversation. Uh, and then the mom wakes up and she comes out. Old Vicky McGee herself, Vicky McGee, who I really I kind of like this actress and I her agree. performance here. I yeah. think she does a really good job. Yep. Um, yeah, I agree. The scene between her and uh, Rainbird, um, I thought like was actually. I felt the tension. I felt like I felt like both of them were doing a really good job throughout the movie. Every scene that they're in, I second that wholeheartedly. I actually think the best moment in the movie uh-huh. um, is probably, and this is like less of an acting thing, but I, I agree. Yeah. And I will add. That I think they have the best moment in the movie, which is when they're standing face to face and she turns and runs and he doesn't even like flinch. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, he yeah, just, ah, yeah. oh, it's good. It, that, it, it's yeah, good. It is very good. The movie might peak there. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, and that's only like fucking 25, 30 yeah. minutes into it. Yeah. And then we just have to go to the Irv Manders Airbnb. <laughs> and that's. Uh, it's such a big chunk. It's yes. It's a weirdly paced movie. Yes. Most of the action. It's like action sequence in the first 10 minutes, then nothing for an hour. Yeah. And then a little bit more right at the end. Yeah. Pretty weird. Um, yeah. What do you think of the opening credits? The The opening credits are they play over what looks like, you know, like old uh, video uh, footage of Zac Efron's character and uh, Sidney Lemon's character, Vicky and Andy, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, them doing the get you know being interviewed for their experiment. Yeah, right? I actually think it's like pretty fucking smart. It's a uh, great way to. I agree. It's a great way to thread the needle of like people who are coming into this because it's a remake of a movie they already know Yep, and still giving that exposition to people who don't know anything about it. Yeah. Um, I think this is, this is a tough movie. I think to adapt, like just the concept of it is a little, um, it, it doesn't go like hard enough, you know, into like any sort of direction. Like I like the, the, the shop, kind of stuff mm-hmm. and like I don't know well so I think the I'm of two minds about how they handle the shop thing because w- the change they make here 
mm-hmm. from the original, right? Is like now the woman in charge of it is like more of a bureaucrat, right? Sure. Yeah. More of a um Kamala Harris type. <laughs> <laughs> right where like and I I do mean that kind of like not like I'm being a little rude because she's like a featureless person. Like there's yeah. no subs like there, right. There, All due respect to this actor, there was nothing for her to latch on to. No, I mean she's incredibly one note. It's just yeah. like it's her whole uh motivation, her whole thing is like I have a job to do and this is my job. It's like a little bit that and then some like sort of um sort of like lip service to the idea of like making the world a better place. Yeah, right. Which like either Either have her be a true believer or make her so obviously cynical. Yes. You know, like it doesn't, we don't get enough out of her to know one way or the other what they're going for there. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, ultimately, you know, no spoilers, you know, we're going to get to it later. But when she does die, it means almost nothing, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, um, she is quite literally just a person standing next to Zach Efron. <laughs> right. By her own admission, she's like, if you light him on fire, or you light me on fire, you're lighting him on fire. Right. Yeah. Uh, that scene between her and Kurtwood Smith, where like uh, they're talking about Charlie's parents and uh, Andy and his ability to, it, he calls it pushing, but it's like... Uh, you know, like telekinesis, like convincing somebody uh, through mental powers to do something. And then Vicky has, um, uh, wait, what did I say? Uh, he has like, it's like a telepathy thing. She has a telekinesis thing where she can move things with her mind, right? Mm-hmm. And Kerwood Smith says something like, uh, you know, they bring up the, you know, lot six and, uh, you know, the experiments or whatever. And he was like, and that was wrong of us. We shouldn't have done it. And then she gets like upset and like pissed off. And she's like, but you did do it. And now we're here. And now this is what we're doing. We're going to steal this kid and use her as a weapon <laughs> like that. Yeah. But she is. Yeah. Like, she's that's like the most emotion. I feel like she shows throughout the whole thing. It's like the most emotion and the most insight. I think we get into yeah. the character, which is a shame because it's like, the like the shop as sort of like Stephen King conceives of it is so like of its time. Sure. Right. Like, um, you know, fucking MK ultra, like that sort of shit. Right. That's what he's drawing on. It's yeah. It's such of its time, but it's also, it feels like one of those things that like, you know, if the government uh, in reality, if the government came out tomorrow and they were like, Yes, like the MK Ultra thing. Here we're releasing all the documents. Um, we do have these like sleeper cells all over the country, ready to be activated at any point in time. Right? If they mm-hmm. just said that, it would be news for like a day and a half, and that, <laughs> and no, by next week we'd be on to something else. Nobody would give a fuck, right? Yeah. But you know, the idea of the shop and like this shadowy government organization and like their. Uh, you know, they're kidnapping these people with like special abilities to try and use them as a weapon in the eighties, seventies, eighties, whatever. That was like sort of a, like a, a scary, well, scary ish idea, like the, the mm-hmm. overreach of government and whatever. Right. That's the same thing with like the X files, like the whole, 
you know, right. 11 seasons of the X-Files is like, you know, uh, fucking Mulder trying to, uh, you know, out the government as having aliens. And then like two months ago, the government was like, yeah, man, they're aliens. We've seen them. We have them. We have, we've been messing around with them for decades. And that like, you're, you're so right. Like the thing that sort of contemporizes that character, the captain Hollister character is also the thing that makes it incredibly boring, which is that like, it's so just, there's nothing scandalous about the idea of the shop anymore. Yeah, totally. It's just like a part of day to day. Like, yeah, of course she's just like a pencil pusher. It's just like, this is something we do. We got, uh, we hired the, we make the janitor do the assassinations. Like (laughs) we're, we're de-skilling assassin, political assassinations. (laughs) Um, (laughs) we got him on Fiverr. Like, Oh my God. Um, yeah, no, it's, dare I say it's, it's Hellraiser reboot coded Mm. in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's like, it's an interesting sort of phenomenon where like, what, like, what do you, I don't know. What do you even say about it? I guess. Yeah. That's my job to know how to say it. No, I guess it it is this weird thing where like there are, I don't know if you like what, what, like, what do you say? Like if you were going to make a movie today about a shadowy government organization, you you would have to walk a pretty fucking tightrope to not come off like a like a deep state loony bin, <laughs> right. you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean that's kind of interesting though too is like we simultaneously I think um accept that the government is doing all uh, kinds of like deep state shadowy bullshit. Yeah. But also like the threshold for what makes you a kook is kind of, I don't know, as, as low as it's ever been. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Like if you, mm, I don't know. This just like somehow isn't a compelling idea anymore. Yeah. So it starts off like, I don't know. I like the shop. Uh, within like the Stephen King universe. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe if they were like, I don't know, maybe if they just were like uh, a little crazier, like weirder or something. I don't know that it's a, I heard somebody talking about like they were, uh, I was listening. I think it was the action boys podcast. They were talking about Candyman, Right. And they were talking about like how just kind of weird the movie is. Yeah. And like, they really don't make weird movies like, like that anymore, you know? It's like No, they don't. Yeah. It, you know, like Blumhouse, which this is a Blumhouse thing, I guess is the closest, but it it that even doesn't like, you know, sometimes they get weird with shit, but like I don't know. Nothing feels impressionistic in the same yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I don't know. There's like there's like emotional truth to Candyman that right. like you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just a vibe, man. Every, it's a whole fucking It's mood. a whole fucking vibe. And everything now has to be, like, hereditary, where it's like, you know, this is, a, you know, a metaphor. Right. I, it's like, of. yeah, you can, you can map this onto something else. Right. And, like, Candyman, to an extent, you can do that, right? Like, there are yeah, obvious... But- Themes but not at the sacrifice it. of like 
telling a fucking weird story yes. and showing some weird stuff. I think um, I think we've stopped being a metaphor society and started being an an analogy society. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing can be open ended. Everything it's got to be like this yeah. is to this as that is to that. Yeah. Nobody takes like big wild swings. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Um. So, what else we got? Uh, we should. You want? We take should make a, Yeah. Let's make a. Let's make a really good movie. Okay. Put our money where our mouth is. All right. I mean, we've watched enough bad movies to know not, you know, what not to do. Right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of bad movies, Firestarter 2022. Um, but allegedly not as bad as we keep saying it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Charlie, um, she's kind of upset. She's, she's upset she's a Firestarter. Um, she doesn't a know what to do with these powers or whatever. And her mom, Vicky, uh, Vicky and Andy are like, as this seems like an argument that they have a lot is like, she, Andy does not want, uh, uh, Charlie to use her powers. Right. Mm-hmm. But Vicky says like, you should teach her how to use the powers so she can control them to make sense. And gee, come on, guess. <laughs> Um, so they argue about it or whatever and then there's an incident in school where Charlie uh, is is about to light an entire classroom on fire and she runs to the bathroom and the teacher goes to the bathroom uh, to check on her yeah I thought it was weird when they show teacher go to bathroom (laughs) that was kind of weird that was weird right big shit break in the middle of the movie (laughs) And then we never see her in again. real time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Special skills on the on the old uh, CV there. Yeah. Can shit on command. Uh, sh- so, yeah, she there's this big explosion in the bathroom. Um, like we like we were like saying. we just said. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Andy and Vicky are brought in to, uh, to talk with the principal and they're, you know, they're like, we don't know what yet. We were asking her like, how did she do the, you know, uh, what, what did she use to cause the explosion? You know, we didn't find any like, uh, gasoline or matches or any shit like that. And, uh, Vicky's like, stop calling it an explosion. And the teacher's like, the bathroom exploded. What would you like to call it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, this leads to another argument between Andy and Vicky, like, and uh, Vicky is basically like, if we had taught her how to use the powers, like I've been saying, you know, we, Mm. we could have avoided all this. Damn. She's right. She is right. Um, yeah. And then, so I don't know that night, right. They're having this whole discussion. Um, they they say that they like they're this family is running from the shop right they mm-hmm. uh, they're constantly on the run they use fake names and whatever uh, they hide their powers but now that you know fucking Charlie blew up the bathroom she uh, she's unleashed unleashed the shop on them right 
So they have to like pack up immediately and leave town. And in all of the excitement at home and, you know, go do this and pack. And, you know, Charlie starts getting upset and she's like, she feels responsible for it. Um, she, she ends up burning her mother really bad. Those, yeah. the burn marks on, on her arms and stuff look, look pretty good. Mm. The, the effect there. Also, this lady, she does such a good job at acting. She, I, I believe she was burned. Yeah. That was good. That was good. Like pain acting. It Usually was, people like way overdo it. Yes. But like, she, even when like, uh, Zach Efron was like wrapping her arms and stuff, mm-hmm. she's like, she's like crying and like holding back these, like the, like the screams and whatever. Yeah. But in a, in a realistic way where she's like, I, this hurts and I want to scream, but I also don't want to upset yeah. my kid anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um and and that's when they get ice cream. Yeah, so um <laughs> Charlie uh well Andy takes Charlie out for ice cream. Um mom stays home. Um just then we <laughs> we cut to uh, a loft apartment. It's playing like some 90s sort of techno industrial sort of music. Not Prodigy. Not Prodigy. Um, Should have put a Prodigy song in there. Yeah, I thought for sure. Thought for sure. Right? Not, you know, Firestarter, but something else maybe. Mm. Um, All of this, like, artwork, all of these, like, it looks like uh, tortured drawings of of an artist, right? Mm. And and this is where we meet. uh, It's named John, right? John Rainbird. Um, he's credited as Rainbird, but he was John in the, he was John Rainbird in the original, right? Yeah, yes. Now you got is, me doubting it, but no, no, he is John Rainbird. That's right. Okay. Um, yep. And so we meet John Rainbird, a, a native American, um, who, uh, is a, an assassin of some sort that he gets a phone call and he is activated he has to go, uh, go to their house and his instructions are to kill the parents and, and take the, the kid. Right. Mm. So he goes to the house and this is where we get the scene between Rainbird and, and Vicky. Um, really good stuff here. The, the whole like fight between them. Uh, Vicky doesn't use her powers ever. Like she specifically tries not to use them. Um, and then when she does try and use them against Rainbird, she's like out of practice and she can't, yeah. You know, she can't do it as well. Um, but, yeah, uh, fucking Rainbird ices her. He simply strangles her to death. He does. Um, not cool. If you not cool me. at all. Nice lady. Nice lady. do that? So, uh, Andy and Charlie get home. And Andy finds Vicky. Yeah. Well, yeah. They Andy walks into the house. Well, they both walk in, I guess. But Andy is like he sees like pictures have been knocked off the wall and he's like, "What's going on?" And he goes around the corner and Rainbird has Charlie. He's covering her eyes and he's got a knife to her throat. Mm. Right? And I guess the the idea is like she can't uh control the fire if she can't see where it's going, right? So To which I say, I guess 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I maybe. guess so. <laughs> but she like she makes like a fireball anyway and fucking blows it up and yeah, uh, you know they run. Uh, you know Andy and, I'll, and Charlie on the. I'll run. say I even like I like this setup for these characters where like the you know Andy now has to live with the guilt of like insisting on being like the nice guy, fun dad, hide hide Charlie from the reality of their lives. Right. Right. It killed his wife and her mom. Yes. And that's pretty compelling. And you would think like you play that. So Charlie is kind of like resentful of him and maybe always just about to set him on fire. Huh? Keeps keep that tension up. Not really. Not really. This is an even killed little girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. (sighs) Again, I nothing Zac Efron does in this movie feels uh, believable. Uh, so, I don't know. For for this little girl to be playing off of like Zac Efron, I just feel like she she has this impossible task, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they they go on the run. Um, they stop. Uh, Charlie kills a cat. What do you think of this cat killing scene? Um, it's pretty upsetting. It's pretty upsetting, right? Um, I thought, man, last time I saw this movie, I didn't own any cats. Yeah, and now I so you were like two cat roommates. I bet that cat did something to deserve that. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like, I also think, again, like I think, uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong. Mm-hmm. I think I give these kids names that don't make me feel so stupid saying them. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Like, I think she does a great job in this scene. Like, she's a very effective crier. And uh-huh. again, I think Zach Efron <laughs> is just a wet blanket. Just an absolute limp noodle. Yeah. So what happened? So Charlie sees this cat and she goes to reach down to pet it and the cat scratches her and she gets all angry and, and sets the cat on fire. Then uh, Andy comes comes by and sees what happened, and the cat's still alive. It's only half burned, and he's like, "You have to, you have to kill it. That's mm. you have to. That, g- them's the rules. <laughs> internal temp of one sixty five, or it's not safe to eat. That's right. Just like he's like, no, it's in pain. You have to put it out of its misery, right? So he makes her kill the kill the cat and then she's like very upset and he's like good girl all right (laughs) yeah yeah um kind of kind of dark kind of messed up definitely uh what's he has like another thing that he says though where it's like (sighs) what after she uh burns the cat yeah or like leading up to it he says something about like how like that's like the the price Oh yeah, yeah. That's the, that's how much. That's what it costs. That's what it costs. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. Which is sort of like right. And he has that other line where he's talking about how like when you hurt someone, it hurts everyone around them. Right. These things she, are all sort of mentioned. He, <laughs> yeah. he he tells the story of. Uh, I guess this is a little bit later on when he tells her the story, but he tells the story of when she was first born, and two agents from the shop. Uh, came and they they took her from the hospital right and andy uh saw them in the parking lot 
and you know it was one guy in the car and then the other guy had left for a minute so he goes up to the guy in the car and uses his uh tele telepathic powers to um he tells him to shoot the guy the other guy and after that forget how to breathe and the other guy comes back he shoots him and then he you know suffocates um which i think that's kind of an interesting fucking uh you know power there like you know being not just being like all right you shoot him and then you shoot yourself to be like stop breathing yeah <laughs> you know forget how to breathe it's yeah. very it's it's a nice little flourish sure um however yeah he was like unequivocally right to do that well that's the thing so (laughs) it's a bad example yeah he's telling this story about like the cost of what it is right and he's like yeah those men were bad but they probably had families they probably had kids and people that loved them and yada yada which may be true i don't know like i i I kind of prefer my villains to be like that like the 80s mercenary kind of yeah uh, vibe I do think, like, if, if like, someone hands you a paycheck and they're like, go kidnap a family, <laughs> like, you're kind of bad. There's you're something... Kind, you're kind of a bad guy. There's and, something bad to... And not only go kidnap a family, but, like, go kidnap a family so that we can do medical experiments yeah, on them. Right. Like, there's no... Uh, yeah, right. It, it does kind of, like try to have it both ways a little bit right and they like redo this same thought experiment later in the movie with the the agent in the parking garage right right where he's like it's very sort of like last day on the job except like my wife just had a baby (laughs) right one of those yeah uh my wife is pregnant and i love her and we're having our first kid and (laughs) life is going to be great from here on out do to do to do and you get yeah. yeah um and he literally gets the cat treatment right he gets the cat treatment he gets get, yeah. half scorched par par baked yeah um but again like same conclusion right like it's just done what is it is the is it it's just like it's done with the knowledge that this has consequences yeah like i don't know man I I guess they were trying to get at this with the cat scene and whatever, but like she is a kid, you mm-hmm. know, she's like nine, 10 years old and like kids, you know, not, I don't know. They, they make mistakes and they don't even realize it, you know, right? like she could have killed that cat and like not even necessarily put it all together that like, you know, I don't know that it was. Uh, the cost of all of it, right? And I, yeah. I understand they're trying to in, like spin this whole like moral thing on it, but then like in the final act, she just like fucking eviscerates. She does start like, wasting everybody. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no like, problem, and like rightfully so. But like, I don't know. That's what I feel like they should have gone into a little bit more of that. Like the kids, this kid being, uh, you, what's going on? You got a fire starter over there or what? <laughs> they uh they heard i was i was gonna start a fire um I yeah no i, I, I mean, think they could have played with that moral uh sort of uh gray area of being a kid and not knowing what the difference between right and wrong you know i think like 
maybe more Rainbird too, because it seems like sure. he's supposed to be a right. He's like her parallel. Yeah, he's like her but older, kind of. I guess. Right, because it's like he says like he was a guinea pig. Right. Right. He's, um. What's he say? It's like before they started experimenting on pretty on, white ladies, pretty yeah. white co-eds, they had to test it out on the guinea pigs first, talking right. about himself. Um, and then, like, I don't know, the way it ends, like, he's carrying her, Charlie out of the shop, so there's right. some, like... Which, by the way... Yeah. Taking the original into consideration... Uh-huh. <gasps> <laughs> Get out of there, little girl. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, like in the original, uh, George C. Scott plays Rainbird. Uh, that's really weird in and of itself. But like his performance what else is, is very strange. Um, his whole motivation. But like I don't know. Uh, I like that he karate chops people in the face and like breaks their face, and that's how he kills them. You know. Right. Um, I, I I don't know. I I just I, we should have gotten more Rainbird. I agree, especially if he's this like somewhat sympathetic character. Like yes, you get more from arch villain pedophile George <laughs> C. Scott Rainbird, right. and you don't you don't need much. Like you don't, yeah, no. So yeah, I don't know. Um, to, top two George C. Scott performances where he's talking about precious bodily fluids. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Rainbird, Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> that's that's what I was going to say. <laughs> um yeah, so uh right, she burns cat, we get all that business. Um then their their car breaks down and they're on the road, right? They start hitchhiking and a guy pulls over and uh what's it irv right irv, irv manders. manders great name irv manders classic stephen king totally side character name very much so um in, uh, originally in the uh in the original movie it's played by art carney that's right the honeymooners that's right um it, this time he's played by John Beasley, but these are different. These are totally different characters in the original movie. Um, uh, Andy, the father basically like lays it all out there and he's like, all right, here's the deal. Uh, we're on the run. The government's after us. We have superpowers, yada, yada. Right. And in this one, they're like, they're, they're not giving up anything. Uh, they're just like, can you drive us to Boston? And he's like, well, okay. And he like does that trick where he, he like makes the guy think that he's handing him a hundred, but it's a dollar. Not cool. Not cool, bro. Uh, also like, well, I guess because using his powers, giving him lesions in his brains, I was going to say, why doesn't he just trick him again when he's freaking out after watching the news? Sure. Instead of saying, instead of just saying, I didn't kill my wife. Try saying, I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. This whole thing, it, it it makes so much less sense if they're like such strangers, right? Mm. Like if Andy doesn't tell him that they're on the run and whatever, right? 
So now Irv is just like, oh, yeah, I'll drive you up to Boston. Uh, but first, why don't you uh, come back to my house and I'll make you a sandwich, right? Yeah. And he's like, okay. And they go back to the house and uh, Andy and Irv are having a conversation. They're sitting there at the table or whatever. Meanwhile, Charlie is like sort of looking around the premises. And, uh, it, you know, Irv made mention of his wife, but we haven't seen her yet. And uh, Charlie cr- crawls through a window this, and, this whole thing. Uh, right? Irv's wife is in this, like, catatonic state, right? Yeah. Um, we come and, to find out that she was in... So, Irv, Irv's story yes. is uh, she was making a left-hand turn and somebody uh, creamed her in the... And, uh, put her in this sort of like catatonic state and killed their kid. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charlie, Charlie's. So now Charlie's powers also, uh, go beyond fire starting. They, she has telepathy and telekinesis as well. Right. So she's actually able to, uh, communicate with this woman. Right. And, and the way, by the way, the way yeah. that they depict the telepathy. Oh Yeah sucks <laughs> it sucks so bad where she's like she says something and you hear like a ghostly voice from within her head be like help me <laughs> and then she's and then she responds so it's like if you're yeah. gonna show her responding just have that just, just have, have it be a, have her do a, a bob newhart one-sided <laughs> conversation you know? one side, yeah yeah totally where my new uh, heart heads at. Um, yeah, so... Uh, but then they spend the night there. They sleep there. Which it... it this is where, like... This uh, this has gone too far at this point. For me. Right? Like, <laughs> why, why are we still here? Why are we still I here? I thought we were stopping for a sandwich. <laughs> right. Even I thought you were I driving was... us to Boston. I gave you a crisp Benjamin. And... Uh, yeah, wink. Wink, wink. Um, yeah, I thought I was, as an audience member, being patient by indulging this sandwich detour. <laughs> right. And now you're going to make me spend the night? It's crazy. It's crazy for Irv, uh, who does not know these people, right? Just a guy and his daughter, you know, seems like a nice enough guy, right? But he does, like, you know, once, so Charlie, like, once she crawls through the window and sees, you know, a guy's wife or whatever... Um, she comes out of the, the room and he's all like, he gets real angry with her. He's like, don't you go in there. Don't, you know, I don't want you bothering my wife and all that stuff. Right. And then he apologizes. He feels bad and yada, yada. Right. But like, it's still crazy that this guy has these two strangers like in his house. He doesn't know them. Uh, also the, like the going in through the window thing, like, yeah. Both times that I watched this, I had a, a second where I was like, wait, does he keep her in, like, the shed? Is it... I like, know. having her go through a window just makes it feel like it's a detached, like, guest house situation. It, it makes it feel like, right, like, uh, she's being kept away, like, right. on purpose, like, locked away. Just, um, all you have to do is, like, I don't know, what if Charlie's like, I'm thirsty? He's like, oh, go help yourself to some lemonade. It's just sure. in the kitchen over where's there. Where's the bathroom? Yeah, uh, where's the bathroom? Something like that. And then, like, you know, maybe... People are always going to the bathroom in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, she could have walked down the hallway, the doors open a crack, she sees the woman. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. 
but whatever. Um, so the next morning, uh, Andy wakes up and he uh, overhears the TV uh, in the next room, and Irv is watching TV, and all over TV is just like these two people are incredibly yeah. dangerous. It's yeah, I do they like killed his wife, and what wakes him up wife. is hearing his name, which I thought was a nice <laughs> a nice little. Oh, it's like yeah, hello, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> um, yeah. So Irv is immediately like, uh, you know, you, I'm calling the cops. Or I can't believe already, I can't believe I let you drink my precious beer. Yeah, I gave you a beer. Um, <laughs> I'm not giving you a ride anywhere. And then Charlie comes out and she's like, I, I'm able to talk to your wife. I uh, and basically, uh, what had what actually happened was Irv. Uh, had been drinking a bit and he got into the car accident with his wife and kid in the car, putting her in the catatonic state and killing their kid. Um, wow. So it's his Yet fault. another invocation of the lesson that Zach Efron teaches his mm. daughter earlier. Yeah. Wow. Actually very poignant. <laughs> Actually. Um, and then uh, Charlie, Charlie's like, and then she wanted to. She's wanted to tell you this for thirty years. She forgives you, right? Aww. And then he he starts crying and whatever. And then the cops show up, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I called the cops." Well, <laughs> like I saw you on TV there. And he comes out and he starts talking to the cop, and they seem to know each other or whatever. And and Herb's story is just like, "Oh man, I had a really vivid dream. I was watching the news." And I've been drinking. Yeah, you know uh, how I, you know how I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, man. And the the sheriff guy, he's just like, uh, well, all that may be, but I still think we should uh, check out the house or whatever. And just then, he just he gets shot right through the fucking dome, man. Yeah. And who? Oh, it's our it's our black ops agent. It's our rainbird. It's our rainbird. Our special guy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Rainbird, he's, he shoots, he kills all the cops. Um, and does he shoot Irv too? I feel like he does. He does. Yeah. I think he like wings him. Yeah. Cause he's Rainbird. Um, and birds have wings. Uh, they have wings. Um, and then, uh, Andy comes out, he starts using, uh, trying to use his, uh, his, Tele, tele, uh, I can't, why can't I say the word telepathy? Um, Rob, you just did. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like the King's speech. <laughs> um, he's trying to use his Is telepathy. that what happens in the King's speech? He's like, I'll never be able to go out there and say, and then he does the whole speech. And yeah, like, exactly. Yes. Bye, uh, George. I think you've got it. <laughs> Um, he tries to, uh, to push Rainbird and, uh, he starts bleeding out of his eyes and, and it just doesn't work. And Rainbird hits him with the butt of the gun. Um, and he, he, he sees Charlie and he goes like, goes off and tries to like grab her, but, uh, turns out it did work. And he, uh, Andy like made him see something that wasn't actually there and just, and gave, uh, Charlie enough time to get away. It's fun. very unclear. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, but this is the editing thing that you were talking about. It's like the whole 
it it isn't clear. <laughs> like it's just sort of like it happens, and you're like, you put it together, but you're like, oh, oh, all right, um, okay, okay. I guess, that's I guess fine. yeah. <laughs> guess that's another another power of yours, right? You can you can build these mind prisons. Yeah, you're in a mind prison. Um, what else we got here? Uh, well, then they kidnap Andy. They, right, they take Andy. Uh, there's like a little interrogation. I'll scene. take you to the Andy shop. <laughs> uh huh. It's the Andy shop because his name is Andy and he's Andy's going to the shop. It. You get That's it? That's right. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. People um, try to keep up. <laughs> Uh, so like I don't know we're in like the last half hour or so of this movie which I will give it points for being an hour and a half long uh, more of I that was, please uh, <laughs> nothing quite like shaking your cursor over the Yo. screen and seeing that <laughs> you've only got 20 <laughs> minutes left uh, yeah, no, that uh, hits so good, dude. I will watch a movie specifically because it's ninety minutes long. Yeah, like you know, I'll choose that over a movie that I'll probably like more, but it's two hours or more. Mm. Like I'm not. Come on, guys, <laughs> fucking the yeah, fly. Right? More like David Cronenberg's The Fly, which is a masterpiece, is ninety minutes long. Yeah, the movie fucking moves, man. Mm-hmm. You and don't frankly, have to fucking linger. probably could be ten minutes shorter. Probably. Uh, come on, no. I got I got stuff to do. I got errands. Yeah. Um, so more yes. like uh, more like three hours of the Killer Moon, huh? Too long. <laughs> three and a half hours that movie, huh? Three and a half. Wow. Marty Scorsese. He's lost it. He's lost his fastball. Now his movies are only three and a half hours long. <laughs> is this this has to be his longest movie, right? How long is? I feel like Casino is only like is under three hours. Yeah, well, Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York is probably close to three. It certainly feels like it. Yeah. As a, are yeah. you uh, you a gangs head? You like Gangs of New York? I like it fine. Yeah. You know, it's okay. Weirdly, I think that that may have been the first uh-huh. Marty, Marty movie I ever saw. And of course, I am known for loving uh, Daniel Day-Lewis saying, whoopsie daisy. No, well, yeah. That's <laughs> iconic, <laughs> iconic, incredible work. Let's see. Wolf of Wall Street is three hours. Um, fucking, ooh, The Irishman. Oh, right. Yeah. That's... What's 209 minutes? That's got to be three and a half hours right there. (laughs) Well, yeah, you figure... Well, hold on. I can't do this. Yeah, it's three and a half. 60 minutes, 180 is three hours. So you got... It's it's three and a half hours. Oh, man. (laughs) It's uh, it's cool. It recreates... Really gets you in the, the headspace of the movie by making... It recreates the feeling of being in a retirement home. That's right. You're just yeah. While we're you know we're talking Scorsese here. Uh, a few months ago, I watched After Hours. You ever see that? No, dude. Yeah. Really good. So okay. weird and like and funny and so different from like uh, 
what like Scorsese, I feel like is known for, you know, he's like the gangster movies and like the needle drops and all of this stuff. Right. And I don't know. After hours is so, it feels so different, but also like, I don't know. It's just a hell of a lot of fun. What is that? Nineties? Eighties. Uh, I don't say eighties. Okay. Four. Oh wow. Eighty-five. Right. Yeah. After he did it. Uh, after King of Comedy and before The Color of Money. Okay. It's in his like eighties, like weird sort of period there. I gotta check it out. I'll tell you what. I've been continuing on the freaking path. I've been oh, walking, shit. walking the the William Way. Uh huh. What'd you um, watch? Uh, Boys in the Band. How was it? I really liked it. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. It's not particularly freaking coded. Sure. It um it does feel like what it is, which is a, a filmed play. A play, right? yeah. Um, there are a couple little like flourishes that uh-huh. feel that are like very cinematic, but for the most part, it's just like him getting coverage of people saying snappy dialogue, but like really great dialogue. It's like, Uh it's, it's, there's so much, it's like, um, (laughs) gay guy, Gilmore girls. (laughs) Nice alliteration. Just like it's, it's dense with like snappy dialogue. Although I am a Gilmore girls hater. Mm -hmm. Um, but just in terms of like pacing and yeah. You're a Gilmore Girls hater. Does that mean you're got, not going to watch Sullivan's Crossing? What is Damn. that? Oh, so it's a it's a new CW show with the is guy the, who played uh, Luke, the what? diner, uh, the diner guy from Gilmore Girls. Yeah, he, it's his show where he it his, the way he's advertising it is like uh, this is like if Luke uh, and Lorelai never got together at the end of the show. This is where Luke would be, and that's. <laughs> And that's supposed to appeal to <laughs> the dodos and dullards who who like Gilmore Girls. All due respect, no disrespect. Hey, no disrespect. No disrespect, of course. But I think uh, I think I think lowly of that program. Sure. Um. Anyway, boys in the band, pretty boys phenomenal. Band. All right. Yeah, I I I wanted to uh, sort of expand my Friedkin. Uh, uh, watching yeah I, I wanted to like blue chips i hear is good um i i did watch jade that one's not good <laughs> someone <laughing>. recommended <laughs> uh bug to me have you seen oh bug? yeah i ha- i saw bug when it first came out I, that's the one i really want to go back to because mm. i've heard really good things about that oh and uh killer joe is that's yeah fucking wild i gotta movie, check man. that one out i almost watched that instead but it was like I gotta see what that's like. Bo- I gotta see what these boys are up to. <laughs> yeah, what are the what are the boys up? What to? are the boys up to? They, uh, <laughs> I, I gotta watch this on Saturday because Saturday is for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, the way that that story sort of like descends into just like the most abject misery does feel very Billy coded. Sure, um, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Right. Highly recommend it. He fucking I, I forgot. We forgot to. Well, I forgot to do this because I knew about it. and I fucking forgot. But when we did the Exorcist episode, that episode came out on the same day that Exorcist yeah, was coming we, out. Yep, had no idea. I don't idea. think we, we. Yeah, I don't think we brought up at all. Nope. Also, it came out 
the day that William Friedkin's last film was what? released on, I, I believe it, it's either HBO or Showtime. Um, Dude, yeah. we we don't know anything. No, we're very dumb. We're very bad at this. Very bad. Um, <sighs> we got so up our own asses about the damn Exorcist. Uh, couldn't even fucking remember. Uh, was the Kane Mutiny Court Martial, mm. which is <laughs> the <laughs> the new the new movie. It's a it's a courtroom drama. Um, Your mutiny uh, court martials in Kane. That's <laughs> like The Exorcist. Yeah. Um, oh, he also he did a. Uh, fuck uh 12 angry men he remade 12 angry men in the 90s he and he does like a clumps thing where he plays he plays all because he's such an angry man he i fucking he's uh, persnickety he's tony danza's in it interesting oh george c scott come on um can i do one more one more little joke about the exorcist oh please um it's something about how instead of your mother sucks cocks in hell, uh, in the boys in the band, it's, uh, your, some, your, your brother sucks cocks in New York city. I don't <laughs> <Okay>. know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you granted me the space nope. and permission. Um, to trot Finally. that out, and <laughs> I, no, I mean, that's simply what this fell is for. On my it's face. a, it's gonna, it's got to be a record of you know uh, taking swings, and you know sometimes they they hit, and sometimes you miss. I mean, you're a baseball guy, you get it. I I never miss. <clears throat> I've never not hit the I've, ball. I I'm batting a thousand, baby. Very. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm actually really bad at batting. Are you? I'm not a great, not a great hitter at all. Um, but you put me on the, put me on the rubber, get me on the yeah. mound. Uh-huh. It's lights out. Yeah, throwing heat. Yes. Get Danny good. on the mound. Good. Get heat. Danny on the mound, and uh, it's a classic case of good night and good luck, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So, are you still, uh, like, do you guys play? Do you just keep playing until it gets too cold out? Or Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah. This game this weekend I'm missing. I have a wedding to go to. <laughs> I know. Breaking my heart. I was. Yeah. I wanted to shove. That's what they call it. You get on the mound and shove. Um, nice. Yeah. But, yeah. Just kind of keep playing. It's no, like... Do you, yeah, go on. Sorry. I was just going to say... Um, I think I've mentioned this, but it's like there are no umpires in this league, so there are no yeah. called balls or strikes. Okay. Which means while, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm throwing 95 miles an hour or anything. Right. Or probably even uh, 80. Uh-huh. Um, I Or probably even 70. I don't know. Anyway, what I'm saying anyway. is I have to throw like 200 pitches, which I think is a real... Oh wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. Man. <laughs> you just kind of keep going. Just kind of keep going. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Um. So you're a pitcher. Does uh? Do you put like? Do you ever put anything on the ball? Oh, like spider tack. Yeah, get, yeah. The, get some more like RPMs. Little like a uh, little Vaseline or. Uh, 
<laughs> you ever see a uh, major league? <laughs> the, the the pitcher in that he's like, oh yeah, talk about like, uh, yeah, <clears throat> he's like, yeah, he's, uh, uh, I put uh, he's like, yeah, talk like different substances put, like, on different parts of his body. Yeah, like uh, I got Vaseline here, I got some Vagisil behind my <laughs> ear, and uh, you know, if none of that works, then I'll just rub some snot on the ball. <laughs> Here's the thing, yeah. When you're, if you're good enough, you don't need none of that crap. Sure. Also, it's like no one's ever seen a, a breaking ball before. So yeah, if I can make it dip a little bit, hell yeah, and I can. Fucking Dan Wild Thing Gagliardi out there. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you know I got a bum knee. Oh My yeah. mechanics suffer. Sure. Well, it's been fun. Yeah, this has been uh, still recording. A That's detour. <laughs> oh, I guess uh, guess show's still going. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking fire starter. Um, Charlie is uh, she's hiding in the woods. Um, she eventually she walks through this neighborhood, and uh, these three uh, boys on bikes they start harassing her, and she basically she makes them. Uh, like give them uh, her bike or give them, you know, one give of her their bike, their bike. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, a sandwich. And also like the one kid's clothes. Cause she wanted to change of clothes. Um, I don't know that uh, it's whatever. Um, then she, she arrives at the shop, right? And it's this big, See, this is another thing. I I like these big fucking ugly concrete buildings yeah. as like this monolith sort of obstacle that yeah. we have to get get through. Same thing in like the Lawnmower Man that had another concrete building. Those like underground weird like who works here and how miserable is their life kind right. of <laughs> offices. Um but yeah, so she uh she goes in there. That's when we, you know, she, uh, she sneaks into the, uh, garage and a guy who is just so happy with his life. He's got a great career, great wife, kid on the way. He's finally, uh, you know, reconnected with his father after many years of not speaking. Um, uh, and he recently, uh, discovered proof of, of a Christian God. So that was good for him right. too. Yeah. yeah, 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 he's uh, he, he's uh, back into uh, religion. Yeah, um, he's uh, he just received uh, a large uh, sum of money from. <laughs> yeah, the, I was gonna uh, say he found a winning lottery <laughs> ticket on the yeah. ground. <laughs> he's just, I mean, he's doing great, and uh, he gets in his car, and then Charlie gets in right behind him, and he's like, "Oh fuck, it's you," and <laughs> and she's like, "Is my dad in there?" And he's like, I don't know. I'm just a, a like a, a computer tech, a technician, like yeah, technician, yeah, right. And she, she, she's like, give me your wallet, give me your phone, give me your key card, all of this shit. And then she's like, do you have a gun on you? And he's like, no. And uh, and 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 she's like, all right. And then she keeps asking, is my dad in there? And she locks the door, and he's starting to get freaked out. And then he reaches for his gun, like a dummy. Like a fucking idiot. He's a he's a dumb piece of shit for sure. He is a dumb piece of shit. I have to protect my perfect life. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Moron. I, I, I just I wanted to show you uh, this antique gun that I found. Uh, it actually turned out to be worth a lot of money. Hang it on. Turns out it belonged to Yosemite Sam somehow. <laughs> um, yeah. The what was I going to say? The other thing I don't like about this. Yes. Is if she can manipulate people's brains. Yep. Why doesn't she just go go home and forget you ever saw me? Totally. Right? Yes. Yeah. Like, as I mean, soon like, as you see me go through that door, you go home and you forget you ever saw me. And he right. gets to live. And she doesn't have to say, she doesn't have to be like, mm, you're like a, you're like a stray cat to me. You're an animal <laughs> you're, that I'm going to. You're like a cat that I killed the other day. <laughs> cat that I lit on fire. <laughs> um, yeah. So she lights him on fire and burns like half of his body real good. And, but he's still alive. And so she has to say to herself, I have to put him out of his misery. Which is some, it's very serial killer, the way she talks. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, once again, burn effects look good. Yeah. Charred, charred and charmed agent. uh, (laughs) Looking pretty grody. Pretty grody. Yep. Um, Charlie makes her way down into Adrian Grody. (laughs) What do we think? (laughs) Yeah. He's his uh, Adrian Brody's like uh, dirtbag uh, cousin or something. Yeah, it's like Terry Gross and Gross Terry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So Charlie makes her way down to like one of the sub levels in the uh, the the facility here. Um, she comes up to a like a, a a room with like this big glass window in front of it, and her father is there, like strapped down to a chair what is this room yeah what is this room what is this room (laughs) this room is only for doing this very specific thing (laughs) oh shit we get to use that fucking room (laughs) drag help me drag this conference table out of the room (laughs) you have to help me move all these boxes we have to use the room (laughs) leave one chair leave one chair no leave one chair they're like nobody's ever used that room. We've been using it for storage. I know you have to clear it out. I got to use it. (laughs) Um, so yeah, she's like, daddy, I, (laughs) I heard, I got your message and I came as fast as I could. And he's, you know, Zach Efron, he's more asleep than he's ever been. This is, (laughs) this movie is as much one man's journey to fall asleep as it is anything else. Yeah. He's now, He's a honk shoe king. And he's uh, like, oh, Charlie, I, that wasn't me. Me, 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 me. That wasn't me, 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 me. Yeah. Um, and also, this does kind of put his performance into perspective. When yeah. Captain Hollister is like, every time he uses his power, it forms some new lesions on his brain. Yeah. Oh, all right. Oh, well, that's. He's that's... barely hanging on. <laughs> yeah. He must have been using it a lot before the movie started. I do kind of wonder if that was like his calculus on playing it this way. It was just like, this guy's fucking tired, man. This guy's falling apart. He's his brain has a bunch of holes in it, mm, man. Mm. He's done too much ecstasy. That's right. Exactly. This podcast, incredibly pro sandstorm. Very pro sandstorm. <laughs> Very uh, trance 
yeah centric um, castles in the sky we love them um so uh yes so uh right cap captain uh this woman is you know talking to uh charlie and telling her that like um you know she she can stay in the facility she wants she wants her and her father to stay there and you know they can um, they could all work together and you know yada 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 and yeah yeah it's uh she and she's also like you can't burn me because i'm standing next to your daddy and if you burn me you'll burn your daddy once again tell her to go screw and right. then light her on fire like command right. her to go screw command her to go screw that's a, like fucking uh. so Zach Efron, right? Um, he uses his ability to push, right? Uh, on Charlie, mm. the payoff and, for the thing from the beginning of the movie, right? Where he said he wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, it's basically it. He just tells his wife he would yeah. not do that. I, I won't, I'm not gonna do that to our daughter unless. I need her to kill me. <laughs> At no point. Now listen, you listen to me, Vicky, and listen good, because I'm serious. At no point in the next 90 minutes am I going to push Charlie. Yeah. So he pushes Charlie to <laughs> set him and the woman on fire, which she does. And they burn up, but good. Mm. Um, and again, the, the death of the, the captain here really has no fucking weight to it at all. It means almost nothing. Yeah. That is the other sort of consequence of making her like a bureaucrat and not like an arch villain um, is like, you don't get any sense of like the sway she has over this situation, right? Like she's new. (laughs) She's new there. So like, it's not even like her facility, you know, like that, like, I don't know if she, she's in charge of the whole thing, but like, right. Like she's new. (laughs) Yeah. Like she has to call Rainbird and be like, hi, uh, this is Captain Hollister speaking. Is this John? Hi, John. So listen, um, Good news. We're reactivating you, right? Okay. <laughs> I need you to find me a fire starter. Uh, yeah. It's... It, I don't know. How do you punch this up, right? Um, you make her uh, not new, but actually um, well-seasoned uh, at, at running this facility and show her sort of commanding uh, authority over people, sure. you know, and like having people like respect her and mm-hmm. like maybe even be scared of her. What if, know? what if, if you insist, cause here's the thing, right? If we're like sort of contemporizing the idea of the shop and sure the shop in the eighties, right? Like if you think of it as like a CIA sort of stand in or whatever, uh-huh. that. I think in like the sort of public imagination was like this very entrenched established. um, There's like a sense of hierarchy and seniority and like, it's a career thing, right? Yeah. If we want to make this more like now where it's just sort of like people are, you know, it's, it's more fly by night and like, sure. There's not that same sense of like decorum or whatever. (laughs) Use Act, it's just a gig for me, baby. Right. Like, <laughs> well, like, use act one to show her 
backstabbing, climbing the ranks, get her like she's she's like a black sheep within this agency. And she and her sort of like cult of personality, her strong arming makes this happen. Yeah, we don't get enough, you know, scenes of her. Like we get the scene of her talking to Kurtwood Smith. Mm -hmm. We get her interrogating Andy. But like there aren't a lot of scenes of her interacting with uh like people in this fucking yeah. facility. That's I mean who do, like who is who is she reporting to? She has to have a fucking commander also, right? right. Like like Kurtwood Smith, why is he out of the why is he off the board when he yeah. enters the movie? Right. Right? Like yes. they've never they don't seem to know each other at all either, which is a weird decision. Like, I know. G- give him some history here. Talk about how he's the old guard yes. and she's the new like sort of like sociopath careerist. Like Right. Make that more of a thing. Cuz yeah. like what makes the original not that it's like a great movie, but what makes it such a fun movie? Yeah, is that sense that like this the shop is this like inescapable apparatus and it's just so evil yes and yet you know what would have been uh interesting i know like obviously they only had kurtwood smith for a very limited time to be in this movie right but you know uh his character seems to have like remorse for what he did right uh all the the experiments on the, the kids and whatever else right um what if, like, like you said, like, what if they bring him into the fucking, the shop, right? What if they, like, have him there? And what if, like, Kurtwood Smith and Andy come face to face with each other for the first time since the experiment, right? Hey, now. That's that, something, man. That would have been a great scene. Right. And then, like, I don't know. Then you can have, like, uh, maybe some sort of redemption for Kurtwood Smith's character. Like, maybe, you know, some sort of sacrifice on his part. But, like, I don't know. It, it, it's just, it's missing any sort of teeth, you mm-hmm. know? It's got nothing. Yeah. This this movie suffers the same syndrome that a lot of things we've been that we've watched that have come out in the past few years have suffered. Which is, like, none of the characters need each other in any way they all just happen to kind of be in the same space right it's right yeah like they just sort of it's like they're all magnets of the same polarity like they respond to each other but in this way that just distances them from one another yeah i mean there's just i don't know the interaction it's it's just like so unnatural it just feels very unnatural Mm -hmm. and and because of that, because everybody feels so one note, uh, you just, you, you, you can't care. <laughs> like, you don't care about any of these people. It is. Like, like Charlie kills her father, right? And we're supposed to feel, like, bad about that. But fucking sleepy Zac Efron, you know. this <laughs> Old sleepy Zac. <laughs> yeah. Sleepy Zac. I've seen him. I've seen him before. This guy, he doesn't <laughs> eat any carbs. No carbs. <laughs> It's got, got ten abs. Ten. Um, when he yeah, falls no. asleep. <laughs> falling asleep all the time. All the time. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so, right. It just, like, it, it holds no weight, as does it hold no weight when Charlie then goes on her speed run out of the facility. Well, that, right. Okay. 
So this. Uh, so what do we? So far, Charlie has killed a cat and that guy in the uh, car, right? Um, and in both of those situations, like she uh, only partly, like she really injured both of them, and then she had to kill them. And the cat, she felt like kind of bad about. The guy, we don't really see any remorse for that, right? So now she just goes on this fucking like killing spree where she's like making her way out of the facility. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's killing guards. There's that one woman, Gail, who like, <laughs> she's like, my name's Gail. I'm, I, I can help you. I can. <laughs> my name's Gail. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm and, a person. And, fucking, uh, and, and that's when Charlie's like, uh, liar, liar, pants on fire. Mm. And she, she said, liar, this. liar, Gail's on fire. But okay. <laughs> yeah. She lights this this woman on fire. I don't know. Um, she also uh, they have like uh, cells in the in the facility, and she unlocks all of the cells. Um, but apparently, only, only one of them is one? occupied. Yes, <laughs> yes. Just John like, Rainbird. Just John Rainbird. Who? What happened? Because last time we saw where he lived uh, was in a loft with all of his art and industrial music. What? They just like locked he... him up when, right? Like, when what the he fuck is that, when man? he did exactly what they asked, <laughs> right? I don't know. I I was expecting uh, some sort of like um, like cabin in the woods uh, situation where like the doors open and like multiple like people yeah. with powers and different things they they're escaping and whatever, right? Um, but I mean, like they even right like that does make sense because. Kurtwood Smith says like they discontinued the right. experiments. So like it makes sense that they're empty, but it's also very, very anticlimactic. Yeah. So uh, by the way, Rain- yeah. Is there a worse character name in the history of film than Dr. Joseph Wanless? Wanless? Wanless. <laughs> Get it together. One more Kurtwood thing also before I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved his line where he's like and one day when she's older, she'll she'll be able to detonate a nuclear bomb with her mind. Yeah. Damn. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, that's such a cool idea that they really they they introduce and don't do anything with. <laughs> yeah. Like even if she didn't detonate a nuke in the in the building, right? How cool would it have been if she did blow up the building? Well, right, she like, kind of does, doesn't she? As they're walking, she burns away? it down, yeah. like it, it, you know. But I'm, but it's I'm also like, a concrete building, so it's like good luck burning that down. Exactly, mm. blow that motherfucker up. That, I don't know. Blow whatever that motherfucker <laughs> up. So she's making her way out. Um, there are multiple guards, and then John Rainbird uh, pops out, and. Um, Right, she does meet her natural enemy, which is guards in fireproof suits. Yeah, and then and he then just domes the sprinklers on. Yeah, <laughs> and then he just domes them. Rainbird yeah. just domes Rainbird them. Rainbird domes them, and then he like kneels down before her, and right because he, yeah, go he does have that line earlier in the movie when he's talking to Hollister, where he's like, "She's my sister, my yeah. mother." <laughs> My butcher, yeah. my baker, my <laughs> candlestick maker. Uh, so he kneels down in front of Charlie and 
uh, like sort of just bows his head and and she uh, starts heating him up and he starts smoking <laughs> like, and he's breathing out and he's breathing smoke out meaning that his insides are are, are burning are are being cooked up but then she catches she sees her reflection in the mirror and she stops and she doesn't kill him she and then she just walks out which fuck i this is uh it's i've seen this in movies and it really it bumps me every time i i think it's so annoying uh your your main character your protagonist or whatever will go will kill a bunch of like nameless sort of uh you know like lackeys of your main your big bad villain right and you know killing without uh without impunity just like fucking going and just murdering everybody but then not even gale is spared not even gale right uh and then when the the hero gets to uh the the bad guy and has the opportunity to kill them they finally they grow like a moral center and they're like oh you know, I'm actually, I'm, I'm better than you. You're like, you just left a wake <laughs> of death behind you. And you stopped right at the guy who caused all of this. Right. Like, although Rainbird it did kill mother, you know, Rainbird killed mother. And for that reason, Rainbird must go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, I, cause I kind of forgot Rainbird killed mother for a second. I was going to say he didn't really do much. Uh, He killed mom. He killed mom and mom was the best actor in the movie. So (laughs) that's, that's that's unforgivable. He's like, (laughs) there can't be two good actors in this movie. (laughs) One of us has to go. (laughs) Oh yeah. He's good too. He's good too. Yeah. Do you see me just accidentally lower my chair? Yeah, is that what happened? Yeah, I I was like fiddling with the thing, and uh-huh. I thought I was as low as I could go, but now I'm as low as I can go. Yeah, so uh, Charlie walks out of the facility, right? She, which is also on on the beach. This this shadowy government organization. Yeah, has it's a in Malibu. Yeah. yeah, has a beachfront it's, property. It's, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yes. Um, Bob Dylan down. lives next door. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he's making a bunch of racket. Um, she sits down on the beach and then Rainbird uh, walks out and like puts his hand out and, and she takes his hand and he picks her up and they just, they walk down the beach and like he carries her down the beach. Sort of like how there were two footsteps in the sand mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. two sets of foot uh, footprints. And then, and then there was only one and it was John Rainbird carrying yes. me. Where were you when my mom died? <laughs> I was there killing her. I, I killed her. I actually did that. I'm John Rainbird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so what do you, I'm what John. do you make of that sort of thematically, I guess? Well, Is, I, does I, the cycle of trauma continue? I don't. It, well, that's the thing. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Rainbird, Rainbird, like you said, like he had a few lines about how like she's my sister, like she's my mother, like that, like, whatever. That they're they're connected, right? Right. Um, so maybe maybe this is some sort of surrogate family now, and now 
uh, he is going to teach her how to use her powers or some bullshit like that. Which, yeah, but like, he killed her mom and also lured her there, causing her father to die. Right. Well, yes. Like, Lord, uh, he he was the one who fucking shot all those cops and like and and uh, and poor uh, what's his name? Uh, Irv. Irv Manders. Irv Manders. Irv Manders. <laughs> but he he's the reason that they uh, that her mom is dead and that they were they captured her dad. You know, I don't know. I I don't I don't know what to make of this. I do like. The uh, the last shot of them walking down the beach. Mm. I think that looks really good. Yeah, I think the, the credits. credits over. Yeah, the credits look good over it too. It, yeah, like that whole thing. It, you don't see that very often. It usually just like goes to black and then mm. we're out. Um, but yeah, um, and we, you know, we talked about it. Uh, we texted each other about it earlier, but we didn't talk about it at all on this episode. Oh, the score, baby, got it out of my system. Oh yeah. Let's talk about the score. It's good. It's really good. And guess who did it? It's the fucking man. It's the guy that you want to score all of your genre films. Mr. Tangerine Dream? <laughs> yeah. It's 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 John Carpenter. Of course it's John Carpenter. Um and it's was, so yeah. John Carpenter. It's, it's extremely John Carpenter. Just, I I think when I saw this in the theater, I didn't know that and I I did not I didn't even put it together like I wasn't paying attention to the score it just washed over me, and then finding out about it later and then listening to it I'm like oh my god yeah how did I not hear those like that like <laughs> that the, all sense. those little those little riffs like minor yes. key riffs all yeah, eighth notes <laughs> it's uh, I, I it's such a good uh, it, it it's so nice like what's so nice about it is like if if not for this it would be I don't know. There's so many film scores, especially for like lower budget stuff like this, where it just yeah. it's like sound effects almost. Sure. You know. Oh yeah. Like the and yeah. It's like that. It, you know. Okay, we're we're gonna take this uh, this low uh, drone. Yeah, it's a low drone, and then I'm gonna no, I'm gonna this uh, glass. I'm gonna I'm gonna rub my hand on the glass, and it's gonna make a creaky yeah. sound, <laughs> and then we're gonna use that. And I heard, by the way, while yeah. I was. Uh, while I was riding my bike today, I heard the Christopher Nolan trailer drone. You know, the one that goes like, yeah, yeah. The inception. drone. I heard a construction site. Weird. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, I don't know what kind of equipment it was, but there's something in the world that does that. Uh, I was, they were probably pulling a temporal pincer movement. I, I'll bet you, I'll bet you, I'll bet you my I'll next you paycheck, anything, dude. <laughs> just like, just like the, <laughs> just like the, the, the boss on the construction site being like, the fuck's the matter with you? Well, you never done a temporal pincer before. Come on. Uh, yep. So that's that's the movie. Non-union guys. That's the thing. Fucking non-union guys. Fucking non-union guys. (laughs) Temporal pincer movement. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I get it. (laughs) Where's your fucking hard hat? You're doing a temporal pincer movement with no hard hat. Well, you want fucking OSHA to come by and see you with no hard hat while you're doing a temporal? I'm not filling out that fucking paperwork. 
the fuck out of here. Get off my fucking job. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, we know Italian guys. <laughs> um, all right. Segments. I think that's yeah. I think that's it. Let's get into some segments. This is. Oh, that hurt my parts. <laughs> oh, that hurts my parts. Yeah. Well, something's got to hurt my parts, eh? I mean, uh, Irv Manders. Oh. I think Irv, the whole Irv Manders, Irv Manders side quest <laughs> where we have to unlock his wife. <laughs> I sure didn't His that. wife to forgive him uh, and she can't speak. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it just like it adds an element of confusion to a movie that's already confused about like what it's about. Yeah, right. Like all of these examples of like pe- like hurt people hurting people that uh-huh. are totally asymmetrical. <laughs> like <laughs> they are right. not comparable in any way at all. No. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. that. I know it's in the original even, but just the way it, it feels so shoehorned into this. And I feel yeah. like you could cut that and it becomes a better movie kind of instantly. Yeah, and that's, I don't know, it, it sucks because uh, in, the, in, the, in the original, even in the story, in the, in the book, um, Charlie, uh, once her dad is dead... Uh, she goes back to the the Manders uh, farm mm-hmm. and and she sort of regroups there, you know. Instead of just being like in the woods by herself, sleeping, yeah. she t- she seeks refuge next to a log. Right. Um. So you're saying the Manders that whole Manders section? Yeah, Manders side quest doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I mean, I got to go with Zach Efron's. Uh, Old Sleepy Zack. Sleepy Zack. She's a fire starter. <laughs> he, he can control your mind, but she's a fire starter. She starts fires. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it either. <laughs> I like ice. I like ice she's cream. Going, I'm she's an going, ice cream guy. Going to the shop. <laughs> <laughs> going to the shop. <clears throat> What about when he does his like slow down drunk thing? (laughs) Man, I did everything right and she fire started me. Uh, Okay, I did it. I did everything right. It was perfect. It was a perfect (laughs) phone call. It was perfect. Um, yes. Shiny moments. Shining moments. Daddy! Wasn't all bad, was it, Rob? You no. yourself insist that this is better than we uh, well, have been saying the entire time. I don't know. I like I said. I think I. You talk yourself out of it. Not there's just like there are seeds, there are moments that are like that like come through where you're like, oh man, I wish the movie was more like this. Mm-hmm. You know, like even even seeing Rainbirds weird loft and all of that right that's it's that's weird you know for him <laughs> that guy to be living like that yeah you know it uh, it is kind of analogous to the scat man crothers porn mansion <laughs> right where it's like 
Why do we need to know that about it? What are we doing here? Yeah. But like, I liked it though. Yeah. Like, I, it, it colors the background of this guy. You sure. Know? Having like, any information that, about any character is <laughs> right. phenomenal. Right. Right. Like th- how tight we, how tightly we cling to the guy whose life couldn't be better. <laughs> Sunshine on my shoulders. It's just, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so, so, uh, but that's uh, my, my shining moment is, I mean, it's the score. The score is like, the For score sure. is so, so much better than the movie itself. Yeah. Um, but it's also like, uh, I, I, I mean, I wish more movies would hire John Carpenter to score their fucking movie. Yeah. Like if he doesn't <laughs> want to direct movies, I'll bet you anything he wants to plink away on a synthesizer. Dude. I, he said in interviews, like people have asked him, like, why don't you uh, score movies anymore? He's like, well, nobody's asked me. Yeah. And like, and you know, I assume after that people started asking him to do it, yeah. but just like, Jesus Christ. More of that, please. Please, please. Um, what, what, uh, what was your shining moment? Oh, me? Um, yeah, probably the scene with, uh, mom, mommy and John Rainbird. Sure. That's good stuff. That is good. They were, like I said, they were very good. Yeah, uh, it's it's a shame that uh, shout out to Sidney Lemon and Michael Gray Eyes. Yeah, would it have been better if Zac Efron died and it was just a, a mommy daughter road trip kind of thing after that? Yeah, like they do take some liberties, right? And why not let that be one? Right? How considering I mean, that would be fun to like sort of. It's almost like a, it's like a miscasting kind of thing, like a mm. like a Drew Barrymore in Scream or whatever. Where yeah. they're like, oh, Zac Efron's in this movie, and then he fucking dies in yeah. twenty minutes. Let's go, kill him. He's basically dead already. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> give, give the kid a fucking sandwich, please. <laughs> Something. Fuck. Something. Something. He's like. He's got nothing. He's no it. energy. <laughs> Just give him like an IV drip at least. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Zac Efron uh, one time at uh, at Runyon Canyon when I was uh, out visiting uh, my sister and your sister. Yeah? Uh, went to Runyon and I saw, saw Efron. Um, Did you say I anything mean, to him? Say hi? Yeah. I was like, fucking wake up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> saw him. He was sleeping under a tree. Yeah, he was passed out on a rock. His <laughs> beard like was down to his knees. <laughs> I I don't know how long he'd been there. <laughs> um. All right. So th- that's a uh, shining moments. Guess that brings us to our next segment. King tropes. King tropes. King tropes. If you said it before, you just say so. We'll add it to our running list of king tropes. Why they're all the children always evil? What's so many one letters for people? He wanted to. Why are all the children always evil? He wanted to. What's so many one letters for people? He wanted to. Was there always gonna be a greaser? He wanted to. You just need to trust this guy's go-to bloodline device. I drive a great distance just to die. Just to die. King Trups. Uh, I almost said Shining Moments. I thought King you were going to say Shut Up. I, that's how I'm feeling every time I hear that song. <laughs> no, it's a good song. It's a good song. People like it's this good song. song. It's a good song. What was the other one? The Ariels one? Oh, it was uh, Joe Hill. That was for Joe, Joe Hill. Hill. Yeah. Joe Hill has his tropes too. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, not much more to it than that. Yeah. 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 That's fine though. That's a good start. Um, King tropes, King tropes. um, surrogate families at sure. the end there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Rainbird is like, I'm going to kill your whole family and then I will be daddy. Mm. It's, uh, you ever see Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie? No. Oh, there's like a whole thing where, so they, I forget even what the plot of that movie is, but they're doing something where they're like trying to rehabilitate this like derelict shopping mall. Like that's sort of like the whole movie takes place in this like mostly abandoned shopping mall. Uh And there's a guy running a used toilet paper store there who has this, I think that's the same guy, right? Same character. There is a used toilet paper store, but one of the store owners has like a son and like Mm -hmm. Tim sees him. He's like, it's a, oh, this boy, where you been keeping this boy? And just, he's sort of like, tell you what, you come over here. I'll show you the ropes. I'll show you how should I be a real man? Basically just like makes him his son. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of that. It's kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that movie. What else? I think is good. I think people don't like it, but I, I, I didn't even know that it existed. Really? Oh man. Yeah. John C. Riley plays Taquito, this guy who like always has a like the flu the whole time he's in the movie. <laughs> and he also makes his own computer called the Tacuter. That's important. I, I I never really got into Tim and Eric, but I think I, I think I should. It's it's real silly. I think you'll yeah. think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's more silly stuff, please. Yeah. All um, right, you hadn't even seen Celery Man or Tane. I no, yeah, I hadn't. Yeah. You had to show me Tane. Thank God. Now Tane I <laughs> now Tane I can get down with. Sure. Yeah. Um okay. so were we doing King Trumps? Right. King Trumps. Um, what um what do you got? The shop, obviously. That doesn't count, right? Whoa! Rare appearance from another cat named the, the Beans. Beans. E. Beansy. Hello. Hello, Beansy. Can I tell you something? I think I'm a Beansy. I think Beansy is my number one. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe it's just because, like, I feel yeah. like she's like the musician's musician. Yeah. <laughs> she's the George Harrison of the group. <laughs> yeah. She's not doing as much, but, like, she's really holding it down. No, she's deep in the pocket. Is just the sweetest little <laughs> kitty. Yeah. She... She's the first one to greet me when I come home. Yeah. And then I immediately, I pick her up and then we snuggle for a bit. Uh, and then I have to hold her while uh, I sit uh, and stare at the wall and just try and <laughs> well, you don't after my day. You don't have, oh, you choose to, you want to stare at the wall. Yeah. yeah she just walked across the, uh, and it made me big <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever she did. She's like more of Dan, less of you. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> I like the cut of his jib. I like what he's saying about Beansy. Yeah, I like that he's a Beansy guy. <laughs> um, what other tropes? What other tropes? Can I, uh, can I also say every time I hear you say Beansy, I have to remind myself that that's not the bass player from Corn's name. Like oh, Fieldy. Yeah, I'm like, what you named it after? Fieldy. Fucking well, Fieldy's a different word. Bass player from Corn. <laughs> Uh, this so, is my cat Fieldy and my other cat Monkey. <laughs> um. Okay. King tropes. King tropes. Yes. King tropes. Fire starting little girls, of course. Of course. I mean, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Um. What else? What else? Dead moms. Probably some dead moms up in there. That's right? not. 
I we, we didn't even do a townie profile on uh, on Irv on Irv Manders. <coughs> I feel like Irv isn't really a good townie. He, he doesn't say anything out of pocket. He drives know? an old truck. He's not yeah. a good townie, but he is technically a townie. Uh, he has all the trappings of a townie. All right. Should I open up townie? No, profile? definitely not. I mean, we're wrapping the show <laughs> yeah, up. Though. Yeah. He's like a townie in the way that like the person dressed up like Buzz Lightyear at Disney World is Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> you know? So he's dressed like a townie. He's, he's, <laughs> he's playing the part of a townie. Yeah. He is... Uh, a superficial townie. Yeah. Well, he's got a drinking problem. That's very townie. Yeah, I mean, he, it's, he switched to beers, though, right? Well, he can't be an alcoholic and drinking beers, right? Yeah, there were so many next to his chair. <laughs> the camera longingly lingers, or lovingly lingers on his many yeah. empty bottles. I do like that when they get there, he says, can I offer you a cold beer? He says, yeah. cold a cold yeah. beer. I love these things. And Efron is like, only if it's a a light beer. A Michelob Ultra, maybe. <laughs> Watching the cows, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I love the idea of making fun of somebody because they're too hot. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> like, oh my god, what are they? Look at all your fucking muscles. Get out of here, you fucking bozo. <laughs> <laughs> Clown, loser. Too many muscles. Yeah. I honestly, Rob. Yeah. I'm feeling trope shy today. Yeah. I'm uh, shy. I, you're shy. I'm shy about tropes. Um, yeah, not, a, not a ton. Like, I, you know, it's tough with these remakes because you're like, oh, well, everything is a trope because it's been done twice at least. And then you remember uh, we watched Firestarter 2 rekindled? Sure do. Wait, is that the one with the girl from Wet Hot American Summer? Yes, yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. I can never, I always mix, I always worry I'm going to mix that up with Carrie 2, colon, The Rage. Or The Rage, colon, oh. Carrie 2. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, too. Z-Type-B, R-I-P. Z-Type-B gets his dick shot off to death. <laughs> <laughs> with a harpoon gun. Rest in penis. See, that's, but that's the kind of shit that I'm talking about, is like, I'm never going to fucking forget that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, you know, you that, can say whatever you want the, about the rest of the movie, but like that movie has some wild fucking shit that happens, and you you you're like, that's crazy, and I like it. That was the best day of my life. <laughs> the day I saw that man get his penis shot off with a harpoon. Yeah, it was really good. Or remember when everyone really gets good. sliced up by CDs? Yes, that's good shit. That's really good stuff. And then, you know, but then, the only way know. they like really heighten with the fire starting is they show the charred corpse of Gail. <laughs> Remember <laughs> that? It's, it's just like a pile of ash with clothes, clothes around it. For some reason, her clothes yeah. didn't go up. Right. Like they were made of some sort of like the, yeah. I don't know, the outside of a space shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it would have been fun if like, uh, Gail had, you know, burned up and like her charred body was still like in the sh same shape. And then Charlie just comes over and like, Oh, like touches like, it. And goes, it or like, I was thinking like, she just comes over and goes like, Ooh. and just blows it. And then just like, you know, blows dusts Gail her. away. Yeah. Yeah. It, because that would have been, that would have went so hard on a character that we <laughs> yeah. only knew for five seconds. <laughs> 
Gail, whose only crime was trying not to get lit on fire to death. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Do you think she knew that guy was sneaking up to try to shoot her? I mean, the guy definitely had a gun out and was pointing it at uh, Charlie. So, yeah, I did. But also, like, I don't know. It's a high fucking stress situation. (laughs) Here's the thing. Gail is no angel. Right. Like, that whole conversation from earlier when uh, uh, Zac Efron is telling her about the two agents that stole her as a baby and he killed them, but they probably had families that loved them. Like, Gail, uh, I don't know what her job was at this facility. I understand she works for, like, a bad, you know, government organization, whatever. She's in HR. She was in HR. She was in charge of everybody's leaves. Um <laughs> But fucking, I mean, what is Gail, you know, who's waiting oh. for her at home? You so know? she's credited as Agent Gail, which is so funny. <laughs> Agent Gail. Agent huh? Gail. That's oh, well, might as well mind, be Agent Cody Banks. Burn her. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it for tropes. That's all. I, yeah, that's all. I We're trope shy. Sorry. Trope shy. Um. I guess that well, brings us to our next segment. Next segi? Uh, Do it. Where was, where was Slimer? <laughs> Yo, Anna. Oh, guess we're... Members of the jury. Guess we're killing a mockingbird, eh? <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Any? Uh, did you see any Slimers up in here? Now, my client is a simple onion head. <laughs> Now I know around these parts we are unaccustomed to glowing green ghoulies and ghosts. However, the question we are trying to answer here today is, (laughs) was this Slimer, so-called, in Fire Starter 2022? (laughs) Did you see Slimer anywhere in here? I don't, I don't think so. No, there's nothing got slimed. There were no hot dogs. Nobody. I mean, besides that sandwich over at Irv's, I don't think anybody ate anything in this movie. Yeah, it's a pretty dry movie. Yeah. Right? Imagine. Oh, what a the, kind of like you were saying before with the cabin in the woods thing. Like, what if all the doors open and a bunch of, you know, Slimer, Muncher, Girl Slimer, Muncher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's maybe pro- surely like there's like a hillbilly slimer. I'm sure, right? Like a it just it, just, it becomes like a like Snoopy's yeah. family. Yeah, I was gonna say Snoopy's cousin Spike. <laughs> he's not a hillbilly. He's from Arizona, no. I think. Yeah, yeah he's from yeah, he's yeah. from the desert. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah, there's a bunch of just you know it's a family yeah. reunion of a, a, a Scooby Dumb situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. uh yeah, no, no Slimer. No S- tragically, no. And Rob, I suppose it's time to move on to our, our. This can't be right. Penis ultimate segment? No. Pen, a penultimate. Pen ultimate. Pen ultimate. Okay. Our ultimate pen segment, where we uh, this is whip them out. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta have something on the board for that, right? Uh, yeah, not at the ready. I didn't. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Sick balls. There we go. <laughs> there this, it is. This is whip them out. No, 
Approximately 20,000 people logged on. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, you, uh, I forgot uh, to name the segment, eh? Yeah. IMDB. They just cheated us. This isn't fair. This isn't fair, but this is IMDB where we compare our opinion of the movie against the weighted average user score on IMDB.com. Rob, 20,000 yeah. souls, give or take, yeah. logged on to IMDB.com, awarded this film a weighted rating. <laughs> Average rating of 4.6 out of 10 stars. Yeah. Now, you famously think this is the most underappreciated film of the past uh, 20, 30 years. Yeah. 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 So, where, surely where that's not high enough for you. Where? What would you rate this thing? I, I think that's kind of the right number. 4.5. I think between the score being excellent... Uh, between uh, that and um, hold on, Michael Gray Eyes and Sydney Lemon and mm-hmm. their uh, scene uh, scenes uh, throughout the movie. Uh, throw a couple points to uh, towards that. I'm gonna four point five is right. I think I I didn't care for the 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 little girl actor. I, she was and fine. Maybe it, Come on. I know, I know you're saying, but maybe it's because of the script, whatever. Like, yeah, she was fine, but the script is fucking terrible. It's really bad, yeah. And Zac Efron is really tough to watch in this. I Um, think, I do think, like, the low quality of the script is never more apparent than Kurt Wood Smith trying to sell every word that he's given. Like, there is just nothing to latch on to there, and somehow... It's... You know, it, it's so rare that I even like notice that kind of thing. You know, if I'm like in like really into a movie, but yeah, like watching him try and really sell the, these terrible lines, and I'm like, oh man, he like, look at him, he fucking memorized all of this, and then I was like, I hope he forgot it immediately as soon as he left the yeah. set. You know? He shouldn't have to know that he did that. He shouldn't yeah, have to exactly. That. <laughs> um. Yeah, 4.5. What do you think? Um, I have to ding it because this is the second time I've seen it. Like, the fact that I had to watch this twice (laughs) costs it stars for me. So, yeah, like two. Okay. It's the the redeeming things about it. Yes. Are far outweighed by the things that make it incredibly boring and unpleasant. No, you're right. Um, I can't argue with that. I think uh, I also saw this twice. This is my second viewing, and I'm never going to watch this again. This is it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I've hit my lifetime. I've exceeded my lifetime quota. Yeah. Oh, by far. By at least, uh, you know, two and a half hours. (laughs) Hey, speaking of two and a half hours, it's time to wrap up uh, the show, get to our final segment. Yeah, uh, this is Show's Over. Show's Over. Show's Over, where we end the program. Were you going to say this is Vintage King Me? Because that's what I was thinking. Where we just go, baby, and we... No, I I was going to say this is one of our longer, longest episodes on Firestarter 2022. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a while. I feel like in the... Say the the golden years. 
go. We used to just kind of go forever. We were yeah. much younger then, of course. But for mm-hmm. for a couple of old fogies, doing pretty good. Uh, we could still hang with some of these young podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a, I got an all nighter in me from time to time. I I could put back ten beers with Irv Manders, no question. So, th- th- all right. Thanks for listening to the show. If you, uh, yeah. you know, we'll be back in two weeks with another King Me proper talking about. Oh. The Black Phone. It's technically a hill of the king. Oh, it's a hill. Uh, Joe yeah. Hill, hill of the king, a king me subsidiary. Um, but if you want some some major bonus content in the meantime, you head over to patreon.com slash kingmepod. Let me say that right into the microphone. Patreon.com slash kingmepod. Not only do you get a, a bonus Friday episode every non-King Me week where we talk about some kind of freaking genre movie or whatever. We just finished up our William Friedkin uh, uh, series. That's right. Um, Got oh, was we good. have a couple of requests coming up. Yes, here, we do. We do. Tell me about that. Well, as a, as a patron, a King Me patron, you are entitled to bossing us around. Uh, <laughs> it's like... Findom, but in reverse. <laughs> like we're, we're the piggies. Fin-doming? We're the piggies. Yeah, we're being. Oh, uh, we're. Yeah. We're. It's fin subbing, I guess. Yeah. So. Y- yeah, you're. You would be. Yeah, I guess we're fin subbing, and you're daddy. We're the piggies, and you're like throwing change at us. Yeah, and we're oinking and sniffing right. around at it. Um, but yeah, when you sign. <laughs> anyway, when you sign up. <laughs> Five dollars a month, you get, uh, you get, you're entitled to a request. We'll we'll talk about any freaking movie you want, whether it be Puss in Boots, The Holy Mountain. That's right. Uh, or what do we got coming up next week again? I, I was just trying to Sp- remember that. Speak No Evil. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, which is a scando, a scando horror, Scandinavian horror film, right? Is it? Isn't it? Am I getting it right? (laughs) I don't know. Oh, wow. Uh, All right. So I did research and forgot. Okay. It's Danish. Danish film. It's making me hungry already. All right. No, they only eat, like, fermented fish there. Oh, oh, yeah. The the gross... uh, Yeah. Lutefisk. That's actually Norwegian, but... Uh, who's counting? All right, so $5 a month to get you that. And also, our unabridged Tuesday episodes, our Twin Peaks series that we've been mm. doing. You've Perhaps you've heard the first half of our, some episodes of... And Twins! Peaks! <laughs> I keep forgetting to do it right. Uh, but yeah. get Sign up for the Patreon. Get the whole episode. It's twice as long, baby. And... Yeah. Last thing I'll say about this. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I just get so passionate. I just want to talk about it. Um, you sign up for a week trial. Oh, yeah. For free. Seven. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse Check me. Check out the free stuff, baby. Yeah. Get it for free. Go through the whole back catalog. Listen yeah. to so much of us that you're like, I never want to hear these guys again. And then cancel. You can do that. It's fine. We get it's it. Fine. We don't want to be us as much as you don't want to hear us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we 
Remember when we said we were the little piggies just a minute ago? <laughs> yeah. We have a very low opinion of ourselves. So no harm, no foul. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Um, guys, thank you very much for listening. And uh, until next time, right? Until next time, I'm Dan. Oh, oh shit. I'm, I'm Rob. Stephen King. Avon. Stephen King. <laughs> We sure did.